welcome everybody. If you please stand for Pledge of Allegiance and Invocation. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Dear God, we pray for sunshine, safe travel, time with family and friends, peace of mind, and a happy heart. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Here. Mr. Bryan. Here. Mr. Beck. Here. I move approval of the minutes, regular minute meeting from June 14th, 2022. Second. Roll call. Mr. Bryan. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. I move approval of fiscal officer report, June report. Second. You need real the report. You're just giving the report, right? Yes. <laughs> I was oh. when he said second. I wondered about that. Threw me off. <laughs> you ready for me? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, we just say fiscal officer's report. Did I say something? It says approval of. Oh, okay. You just read okay, what's I'm sorry. written. Sorry, I read what's written. Um, our master checking account, 8376, contains a balance of $6,652,804.48. The HRA account, uh, we just had to move 20000 to it. It had gone down to 5077 So it's now at $25,077.32. The meter investment account is at 8000000 $208,528.20. Uh, we got a notice that uh, as of the 15th of this month, we should be receiving the second half of the ARP funds, um, totaling $788,033. In, uh, did I put my funds? Some of our major fund balances. General fund has two million seven hundred sixty-five thousand one hundred fifty-five dollars and fifty cents. Uh, the police fund has one million one hundred thirty-nine thousand one hundred ninety-one dollars and fifty-four cents. The fire fund has five hundred forty-six thousand two hundred sixty-eight dollars and thirteen cents. Safety services fund has two million seven hundred seventy-eight thousand. $396.41. Uh, that was all of all that I have. Okay, any questions? Okay, we're moving on to a presentation. Um, Ken Lawless, which is a great deputy name, retirement proclamation. So, um, Ken, do you want to come up to the podium? Is that what we want? Come on, step on up. Come on, Ken. Yes. Okay, I'm going to read this, and then we'll come down and get a picture with you. Um, proclamation, recognizing the law enforcement career and contributions of retiring Hamilton County Sheriff Deputy Ken Lawless. Whereas Ken Lawless, retiring deputy of the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, has served the law enforcement for the last 30 years and is well respected by fellow law enforcement officers, civilian employees, and volunteers. And... Whereas his career began with the Sheriff's Office in 1992 and he was promoted to Road Patrol in 1996 and assigned to District 3 and Sims Township in 1996. 
He has spent the last 26 years of his career and whereas during his tenure with the Sheriff's Department as the deputy in Sims Township, he was responsible for 8,733 dispatch calls, taken over 1,505 police office reports, participated in 701 criminal arrests, issued over 2,153 traffic citations, taken 1,528 crash reports, performed 1,124 vacation checks, and made over 16,284 crime prevention contacts. And whereas not only has Ken initiated such initiatives taking measures to address the modern day challenges of the law enforcement community, he along with other members of his department and District 3 Command <coughs> have mentored and trained other officers throughout the county striving to proactive in all areas of effective policing. And now, therefore, be it resolved that we, the Sims Township Board of Trustees, hereby recognize retiring officer Ken Lawless for his legacy of service in law enforcement to the residents of Sims Township and surrounding communities, expressing their deepest appreciation for their dedication and commitment to citizens of the township and its police department and extend to Ken and his family our best wishes for many years of happiness in the future. Now, therefore, it being further resolved that we, the Sims Township Board of Trustees, do hereby proclaim that Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, be recognized as Ken Lawless Day throughout the Sims Township and the surrounding community. Duly adopted this 12th day of July, 2022, in regular session. And all three of the trustees have signed it. Congratulations. <laughs> Give us some comments yeah. before we come on down. Um, well, I really appreciate it. I do. Um, it's uh, been a long, long time, and I do appreciate you guys doing that for me. What, what's okay. most memorable about Sims Township? Were you here for the tornado? Been here, yeah. Been here the entire okay. time. Yeah. I've been here my entire career, so um, not necessarily always in Sims, but I've always been here. So the district's always been in Sims. So. Um, shootings, the riots. Yeah, it all blends together. I'm <laughs> too old to remember stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Over well, looking back arrests. on it, would you do it again? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Good. Um, it's always been good here. That's why I've never put in to go anywhere else or anything like that. And, you know, I've always been treated well over here. The people are good and stuff like that. So I don't have any complaints. Good. It's getting too old to do it anymore. So, so what's on tap after retirement? Uh, hopefully get to do some traveling. I'll probably stay on as a special and do some things here and there, but mm -hmm. hopefully not too much. Reserve <laughs> Force going. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, I, I want to talk a little bit about Ken. Uh, I've known him his entire career. Uh, he has worked here for his entire career, and it's because of the support that the officers who work here get from the elected officials. Whether it's the fire department, we work hand in hand with them. Uh, the citizens. It's unlike some other areas in this county or even in this uh, country. Um, so we, we do recognize the support. We appreciate the support. Ken's doing what uh, I hope to be doing in a few years myself, walking out of here with your head up. He's served the citizens well. Uh, he's done everything we've asked. Your father hired him. So he, your father hired what I like to say is kind <laughs> of uh, some of our very best officers, some of the brightest. We've been one of them. 
uh, he hired all of us. But your dad had a, a talent for picking people and uh, getting them out there and knowing what the elected officials want and that, you know, he's providing a service. Um, I say it all the time to him, he's getting ready to laugh. Service is our only product. We don't make anything. We simply provide a service to the citizens and you guys help us do that and I'm more appreciative. I'd like to present uh, him with one of our challenge coins. We don't give these out to just anyone. He has risen to the challenge for the uh, sheriff's office and kind of what we are seeing, what, what we want in our officers and even going into the future, expectations from the citizens have changed, therefore we have to kind of change and he, he's met that. So thank you for allowing us to, to recognize Ken, especially where he's called home for 30 years. Mm. So. Good for him. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. We'd all like to get a picture. Yeah, I gotta get your picture. I'm gonna stay right here because I have a broken I have a broken foot, so <laughs> yeah. I have to hobble. You wanna come up? Yeah, that's fine. Come on. Everybody squeeze in. I can move. Do you want to? Yeah, you'll have a little word on you. Sleep on everybody. Come on in. I don't bite. <laughs> set up the back. Yeah, that looks better. Did you guys squeeze in? You guys look tall up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Judy wanted to. You guys want to come on up? Thank you. Yeah, the sheriffs. On, wait, wait, we need there. the sheriffs to come up. It's also for him. I'll get in the back. Yeah. Stand next to Ken. Jeez, mate. It makes you look. We won't look tall anymore. <laughs> like we all can stand on our tippy toes. <laughs> come on up here. I'm not gonna bite you. <laughs> Suicide. care of yourself okay we're moving on to the public hearing um, zone change major revision received by Greg Malone applicant re um, representing Castone 2 LLC owner for a major revision to allow the creation of an out parcel in front of the existing pool store for the purpose of constructing a future additional commercial building utilizing ex um, existing parking lot space and access point at 9201 Fields Ertle Road on the south side of Fields Ertle parcel number 620-0190-0060. Okay. Who's teeing it up? 
Brian's at the ready. Hello. Good evening. <clears throat> Brian Snyder, Hamilton County Planning and Development. Um, you should have a copy of the staff report that was prepared for this case. Um, <clears throat> this is a um, this is a major revision, uh, which is a type of zone amendment. Um, the <clears throat> history of this site goes back to the 80s. Um, <clears throat> this was part of a much larger development site at the time that it was approved originally for a zone change from A residence to double E planned retail. Um, that was back before Governor's Way was created, before Field Turtle was relocated. Um, and it included all the properties to the west, to the east, to the south, all the way to Montgomery Road. Um, following that initial approval, there have been several other cases, um, two specific other major revision zone amendment cases um, <clears throat> that were approved in 1993 and in 2000 um, to modify the original preliminary development plan that was approved for this site. Um, <clears throat> the most recent case um, that specifically involved the development of the, this property where the Coles, Burger King, and the Sofa Express, I believe, I'm not sure what it is now, um, <clears throat> are located, uh, was 1993. Um, at that time, um, all the buildings that exist on the site were approved as part of the 1993 case um, and constructed as part of the 1993 case. Uh, with the exception of the Burger King on the corner, that might have been developed under the original 1988 plan. In fact, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> following that, because this was part of a larger site, there was another major revision in 2000 um, that related to uh, the big lots development that used to be to the west of the west of this site um, <clears throat> that is now the King's Honda. Um, there have been a number of other final development plan modifications. Um, the difference between a final development plan modification and a major revision um, relates to the legislation that was uh, passed by the trustees to create the original um, zone change. Um, if there are conditions included in that, for instance, square footage maximums for buildings or maximum number of buildings, um, those things cannot be changed by the Zoning Commission as part of a final development plan modification. Um, the only people that can change the legislation that was passed by the trustees are the trustees. So. Um, <clears throat> that's the reason that um, some things go through final development plan modification and some things go through the full zone change process as part of a major revision. This is one of those. Um, there's a condition currently on the site that limits the site to three buildings. Uh, the former Sofa Express, I'm actually not sure if it still is, I keep saying former, but it might still be Sofa Express. Um, Coles, no, the former Sofa Express, perfect, thank you. <clears throat> um, the Coles and the Burger King are the three buildings that were approved as part of that um, condition. Um, and those are the only three buildings that are permitted on the site. To increase the number of buildings to four requires a major revision. Um, that's exactly what CASTCO would like to do. Um, the proposed change would allow for an additional outlot um, out by the entrance onto Fields Hurdle Road uh, between the Burger King and that entrance um, in front of the Coles store. Um, <clears throat> they are proposing creating a 1.3 acre parcel um, they've submitted a preliminary development plan for a possible 4,300-square-foot um, building or 4,800-square-foot building uh, with the associated parking and dumpster areas, signage. Um, they've submitted the concept plan of what um, could be developed on their 1.3-acre site. Details as far as what would be built there would have to go through the Zoning Commission as part of a final development plan approval. That's the way that the zone change process is set up in Sims Township. There's a conceptual approval process that comes through the trustees. If you feel like it's a good idea, the trustees approve it. Um, and then the owners go out and spend the money to do all the detailed um, construction documents and get everything ready. They take those back to the Zoning Commission as part of a future public hearing. 
Um, so everybody that's notified for all these meetings would also be notified before the details were approved by the Zoning Commission, and then somebody would be able to build it. So where we're at in the process is the end of the conceptual um, zone uh, amendment process, um, which, as I stated, includes a 4,800 square foot building in this case. Um, staff did review this at the Regional Planning Commission level um, and prepared a Regional Planning Commission staff report. Uh, the land use plan for this site calls for retail. This is a retail development. There's no issue with the land use plan. The Regional Planning Commission found consistency with the plan um, as well. Um, no de dedication of right-of-way for the thoroughfare plan is required as part of a major revision. Um, <clears throat> as far as zoning compliance, there's a couple of issues. They've got a 26-foot rear yard setback where a 50-foot setback is required. Um, it's from the parcel line that they're creating in the middle of the lot. I don't think anybody will notice it. Um, being less um, of a setback, the 50-foot setback requirement is really related to um, providing for maintaining separation between non-compatible land uses. Um, obviously, coals and a outlot and the Burger King would all be compatible uses. They're all retail uses, so staff supported that variance. Um, <clears throat> they have shown areas for landscaping that would comply with the code. Um, a detailed landscaping plan would have to be submitted as part of the final development plan, so we noted that. The same with lighting. Um, they've not, not indicated any lighting, but any new lighting would be required to have a lighting plan prepared and approved by the Zoning Commission as part of the final development plan. Um, they are asking for additional wall signage. Um, and they're asking for basically twice the amount of wall signage that they're allowed on their second facade because they have frontage on both Union Cemetery and Fields Ertle. Um, they're allowed to have signage on those two facades facing those two streets. Um, and they're asking for double the signage, I guess, on the side facing Union Cemetery. At this point, staff typically doesn't see details on signage. Um, we're recommending that the variance not be granted. Um, simply to allow the signage to be presented to the Zoning Commission as part of the detailed package of um, final development plan submittal. And then the Zoning Commission has the authority to, um, to consider their request at that point. Um, <clears throat> there's an issue with landscaping. Um, there's a landscape plan that was approved in 1993. Some of the landscaping has been removed on the Coles parcel. Um, <clears throat> the pro property owner is not proposing to make any changes at all to the existing coals or the um, the other property and only the coals and the outlot are actually part of this request um, so the coals would stay the same um, staff just pointed out that there's some missing landscaping along the streetscape on fields or at all that's required um, and the applicant has agreed to reinstall that landscaping along the street um, no other changes would happen to the existing coals parcel or the rest of the parking lot that's not part of the outlot um, and then finally, <clears throat> the site is overparked as far as zoning is concerned by a lot. Um, they can lose the parking for the building and landscaping in the outlot, provide the parking for both the retail potential restaurant use, which is a high um, number of required parking spaces, along with the coals. The total site has um, an additional <clears throat> 58 parking spaces above the requirements, even minus the spaces that they're losing. Um, so they're not even close to having a parking issue as far as the complying with the zoning code. Um, <clears throat> those are the issues that were identified in the staff report. There was a recommendation of approval from the staff um, with three conditions and one variance. Uh, the variance being to the rear yard setback. Um, <clears throat> this was presented to the Regional Planning Commission. The Regional Planning Commission held a public meeting and officially recommended approval of the request um, unanimously, I believe. Um, <clears throat> there was also a Zoning Commission public <coughs> hearing that was held. Um, this process is laid out by state law, so it followed that process, Regional Planning Commission recommendation of approval, public hearing with the, with the Township Zoning Resolution or Zoning Commission, 
Um, the Township Zoning Commission recommended approval four to one um, with the conditions and variants that are included in the staff report. Um, so that is how it came to you today. It's got a recommendation of approval from staff, from the Regional Planning Commission, and from the Zoning Commission with the three conditions and one variance that I noted. There's a lot. I'm happy to answer any questions. That's all I have. We don't know what the effect on Union Cemetery is going to be with traffic, do we? Um, <clears throat> so the Hamilton County engineer will be involved in the um, review of the building permit. If the county engineer feels like there's any other um, signalization or lane um, widening or extension of turn lanes, um, they will require it before they allow the use to be approved. Any questions, gentlemen? There's in the report, there's several agency reports that not yet received. Do you see any of those once received being an issue? I do not know. Okay. <clears throat> um, to go through stormwater and infrastructure, they will have to provide detention if required um, on site. Um, so they'll have to comply with those requirements. That's another part of the building permit review. Um, they're not going to build anything without sewer. Um, I know public sewer exists. If they can't get the capacity, then nothing will ever be built. Um, <clears throat> the f um, township fire um, department is involved in the building permit review, so if there's any safety things that they need, they'll get it at that point. Um, water works, obviously, there's water. Um, soil and water will review grading, but there's not, this is a flat site, so I don't see any issues there. As I say, the county engineer will get what they need if they need anything um, at the building permit um, point. And then, obviously, the township trustees report is that's what we're here for. Okay. Thank you. You said this is a potential restaurant? They have provided parking for it to be a restaurant. So restaurant uses require the most parking. Um, and so they're, I believe their intent is to leave their options open for a restaurant by allowing it to have enough parking for a restaurant. I was just saying, I don't see any drive-through. There is a revised plan that was submitted. We had this issue at the Zoning <laughs> Commission. They did submit a plan that showed a drive-through. I thought this was the revised one. I, is this the I believe that the revised one had a drive-through on it. This one is the one that came out of the staff report. <clears throat> which side? The drive-through will be on which side? <clears throat> as soon as I'm done, I'm going to go find out if we have a revised plan or not. Um, Why don't you go and look? Okay. those are the documents that you were given so if they need a drive-through they'll just add it later Can they do that? it's one of the details the reason why it wasn't brought up in the staff report as to whether they did or didn't if it's one of those final development plan details if it's a restaurant that has a drive-through it can be a restaurant that has a drive-through in the in the EE district um, drive-throughs are permitted restaurants are permitted um, and obviously not knowing the user and this being the, the conceptual zone change process that's laid out in the sim zoning code 
these kind of details are typically not known at this point. Okay. Um, you, you stated if this were a restaurant, that the 48 parking places would be adequate for that size. Correct. And that's the most. If if it, if it were a retail business or something, went in there, there would be a reduced number of parking spaces required. Yes. Correct. Restaurant requires one space for every hundred square feet, which is the most. Okay. For any retail use, all the other retail uses are one to two hundred, and an office is even lower than that. Anyone else? Anything else, Brian? No. Okay. That's all I have. Thank so you. Thank now you. I believe we have to open it up to anyone else that would like to make a comment. Anyone? We just want to hear everybody. Yep. So. All right. One at a time. Um, I just wanted to give the owner the opportunity to talk first if he wanted to. Good evening, uh, members of the Board of Trustees. My name is Matt Fellerhoff. I'm an attorney at Strauss Troy. I represent the property owner adjacent the um, Burger King property that's okay. adjacent. Mr. R R Mr. Khan is here as my, my client. Okay. Um, we appeared, uh, Mr. Khan appeared in front of the Regional Planning Commission, uh, and we both appeared in front of the Zoning Commission. Um, at the outset, I'm going to uh, express my concern about the process that's being used here today. And I'm not going to go into great detail because I've talked to your law director about this and had a brief uh, conversation with Mr. Schneider about this and I raised this at the Zoning Commission uh, under Ohio Revised Code section 51 this is already zoned PD it's a it's a planned development it's been approved the zoning has already changed the statute dealing with P, P, PUDs in in Ohio explicitly states that once that legislative change has happened any amendments to that PD that happen later go through an administrative process where it become you can be appealed through 2506 appeal to the to the court of the court of common pleas um, there's a hearing there's sworn testimony that sorts of thing so that you know uh, that the zoning commission and this this board of trustees can rely on what is said below because it's under oath this is a situation which isn't under oath and and I think it's in and it's something that it's being argued we can't appeal. I think it's inappropriate for this to proceed as it has, and I think it is appropriate for this to be remanded back to the Zoning Commission under 519.021 to uh, have a proper hearing. But regardless, we're going forward, and I'm going to get off of that right now. But it's important because this discussion that just occurred, uh, that the question that was raised about the drive-through is evident of the concerns that my client has. We don't know what's going to be there. There is no entitlement to this change to the PD. There's no requirement that this Board of Trustees granted. It only is uh, granted if this Board thinks at this time this is a good idea. Now, there was the discussion of the drive-through. I was paying attention to that because this happened at the Zoning Commission. Originally, the drive-through plan was put up. And then it was removed and pulled back and said, oh, that's not the plan. The plan that's in front of you is in front of it. It's actually um, in, I noticed when um, 
the, the, the files were being pulled up. I believe the drive-through plan is in the list of files that could be pulled up uh, that are on that computer. There, there's one that says with drive-through. Um, and if we could get that, it, it was showed up on the screen because I was, I was interested to see what, what plan is going to be presented to um, this board. Uh, well, it says no drive-through. And then the, I think the April 2 one Brian, the fourth on the bottom. <coughs> they, the applicant did submit originally a plan that had a drive-through, and then the plan that they actually submitted for the zone change is this plan that does not have the drive-through. Okay. <coughs> okay. So that's the one we're going with. Yeah. There, there, there is another there is plan the that, that was this part is of the, the one record. that we presented at zoning commission, and I was told that it was wrong. So I'm confused. <laughs> well, we're confused. May, may I, I was going to say the applicant's sitting in the room, well, so we can ask him. Yeah, <laughs> so, so hold, hold, hold on. I, I appreciate that, but just for um, you know, what, Mr. Fellerhoff, why don't you go ahead and continue um, instead of instead of bouncing back and forth? Sure. Um, let's just let's have one one continue, and then um, the applicant is can address that. My client, Mr. Khan, owns the Burger King. He's very concerned about this because once this is approved, there's some minor regu regulatory approvals that can happen after this, but once this decision is made, there's very little control over what can happen on that, proper on that property. When everything other, have to go through the zoning, zoning board? It, it has to go through zoning board, but they have an absolute entitlement to put something on that property, and you don't know what it is. We do know what it is. Uh, does it have well, a drive-through or doesn't? No, we don't know what it is. <laughs> we don't know what the business is, but we know what the building is. Uh, uh, no. Outline. No. Uh, if, if you can look at those two different versions, it's two different versions showing a different orientation of the building. But we were told that this is we shouldn't even have this up because this isn't the one we're referencing. But my understanding of the testimony is that building is what can, can, can end up. It, there could be numerous configurations that will happen on this property. And that is our concern. So getting back to that, there is no entitlement that this property owner has to this. My client owns the Burger King. My client also has rights to all of the parking on the Coles parking lot. He can change the use on that property, and because of the, de the deed, in this deed, he is entitled to use any of that additional parking on that parking lot. That part, that, that that plan, whatever that plan is, is going to deny him the ability to use the most valuable parking on his parking lot. And this isn't a reciprocal plan where um, he can use the, the parking on the Coles parking lot and Coles can use his parking. No, he is absolutely entitled to use all of the parking on the Coles parking lot. They can change the parking, but um, the, he is entitled to use all that parking. So if this plan is approved, um, my client, by deed, has every right to use every parking space on that outlot. And when you're considering the parking for that outlot, the potential uses that my client might have should be considered. Uh, additionally, my client is concerned because there is a drive-through on the Burger King property. And he is very concerned because he doesn't know what the configuration is going to be of a potential drive-through that could conflict potentially with his drive-through. 
and he is very concerned he has a tenant there it's a very valuable tenant that he wants to keep this approval could prevent that that tenant from staying and for this board of trustees to approve a plan without a potential user without any of that um it it, it frankly it, it we ask that the board don't, don't not approve it particularly with with all these different configurations um, there is a requirement in the code that the neighboring property owner, owners concerns be considered the neighboring property owners concerns haven't been considered um, we've been left out of the process um, for instance I mean, so this property if the property owner wants to have an outlot on this property there is a very large parking lot this lot this building could be put in the top left corner or right corner depending on which way you're looking it could be put anywhere else on that property but instead it is being slammed against my client's property interfering with his rights uh, to use that parking and potentially uh, his opportunity opportunity uh, well potentially interfere with um, future uses and his current tenant um, it's a great concern for my client there is no requirement that this board uh, approve this tonight uh, there is no entitlement to it the property owner can find a user with a plan and present one plan instead of multiple different plans that could change where the board of trustees can see what actually goes in there and then make the approval that might be that might give my client the assurance that perhaps there won't be an interference there could be the opportunity to talk about it the, tr the property owner could locate it somewhere else on the property but if it's going to be located in this area I think this Board of Trustees needs to know what's going to be there now this is changing the number of uh, units on this property from I think it's from three to four is that correct Brian yeah uh, at the at the zoning commission meeting I explained that the the last plan was what was well thought out and it was a planned development where um, where three buildings were determined to be there and adding four without consideration of these planning concerns I've raised was irresponsible there was a response saying that oh when this was decided and laid out no planning occurred it really wasn't planning they just put put part um, buildings on the parcel well this is supposed to be a planned unit development planning is supposed to occur if it didn't happen then we ask that planning happen now and to do proper planning this board should understand what's going to go in there and don't leave it to the whim of whatever the property owner finds and then have him have my client be you know fighting back to try to get back to square one um, this is going to affect my client significantly I have seen in other cases where um, general approvals are made like this and there's a description of oh well I don't know what's going to happen I don't know what's going to go on in there and two weeks later all of a sudden a full well-developed plan is submitted for you know administrative approval which uh, clearly happened beforehand clearly was ready to go beforehand I think it's the responsible thing and the planning thing to do in this instance is to wait until there's a plan and a an actual user 
and if the property owner then has that plan a specific plan that is going to be approved then submit it and let it be considered by the zoning commission and then um, the board of trustees at this point i think it's irresponsible to just approve a, a blank square on a piece of property that's going to have a negative effect on my client and for that reason we ask that you deny this uh, approval um, do you have anything else to say Ray? Uh, yeah, very yeah. okay thank you well I'm, I'm not an attorney by the okay. way why don't you give us your name my name's Ray Kahn uh, and I live on Wild Road okay uh, so I've been here for in at this location for 30 years okay and uh, I think the community is a great community and by the way I've uh, done things with the uh, gentlemen here and they're good people we're all good people here okay but we do have a fairly strong difference of opinion I won't give you the legal I'll try to tell you practically what's happening if this building right now or new parcel were being proposed on the other side I would not be here okay it's obvious that Coase doesn't want it there okay and I think that would bear out in any discovery or deal that they're not wanting it there that's for the same reason I don't think it's good for me where it is so all I can do is give you the common sense. It's jamming lines of sight, uh, traffic, in a way that is not advantageous for our property. And there is the potential for problems here. Again, if I knew right now what that was and it was just basically retail space, I may have no issue. If you look at the other plan that was up, the development immediately adjacent to me and the other plan is much more intense than the development here, meaning fewer parking spaces available. So it does substantively change the character of my right for the cross parking. So it, that is you right there. Yes. And that is, um, it's not so Matt, thank you. Clients right. right there, right? Yes. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. And so I'm so I'm just saying. But if you flip to the other plan, we're looking at two plans. The develop there are fewer parking places over close to me, and the development's more intense. Dumpsters, different things. I haven't seen it all because I think the plan is evolving somewhat because they don't know what it is. All I'm saying is, is it's the not knowing what it is, the inability for me to know that is a part of this. The other thing to know is, is I have no idea 30 years ago what would be here exactly or what the evolution of the property is. But while I may not be here in 30 years, my the state or people that I care about will be owning the property. So we care about it 30 years from now. So all I can say is, is this decision, if the building were to the other side, I would not be here tonight. It's being jammed over against us and we think without 
true consideration of the potential not just current issues to me but the long-term issues which are more important it fundamentally changes the character of my right to the cross parking easements because I have to jump over a whole other development to have reasonable parking uh, you know whatever happens here I believe we'll be good neighbors okay to people it's not that type of thing if it weren't though yeah I could tell all my employees to park in their parking spaces and they couldn't do it it's it's just the the act of going over there when there's other space is what we find is pretty proof that this isn't the right thing to do so uh, that's all I have to say Good evening, uh, Greg Malone with Casto, 250 Civic Center Drive, Columbus, and um, thank you for hearing our case. Uh, we are the owner of the property, and we're the applicant of the property, and um, you know this was developed roughly 20. I mean, it was, Coles opened roughly 27 years ago, and everything that is shaded on the plan is now under the Coles lease. We own that, but Coles has control of everything shaded through their lease for more than 15 more years. So we started working with them several years ago. It takes, it's, a, it's a process to go through. Um, we started working with them several years ago to try to determine how to make more efficient use of the property. They've operated here for over 27 years. They have almost 1,200 stores. So they really have good knowledge and good experience of what they need to operate. And so um, over, t over the time, we, we came up with this plan. And um, while I do appreciate you know, others' opinions, um, and respect their opinions. I couldn't disagree more with most of what was said by our opposition, um, which I'm sure is no surprise. But, um, <coughs> you know, the, the reason that the parcel is where it is located now is um, pretty evident. Um, if I may approach and show you these sure. photos. These are photos from 2000, 2005, 2010, 2015, and 2021. So that's 2005. This is Coles. I outlawed our proposal in blue. This is Mr. Khan's property, the Burger King. These were not taken on a Sunday at 7 o'clock when there was nobody around because the Coles parking lot is busy. If you observe where the Coles parking lot is busy and where it is not busy, then that is the logic behind where each, you know, each one of these over a 20-year period, it shows exactly where the parking is being utilized and where it is not, 2010. And so that is the reason that Coles will allow a parcel to be created where 
where it is now underutilized and just vacant parking lot uh, that hasn't been used during their entire occupancy. And there's also photos of, of Mr. Khan's parcel. I believe he has somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 parking spaces. And if you evaluate the parking on those days when it was taken, there's probably five or six spaces used out of his 40. He, he knows what he needs to operate. So I'm just making a comment on that. But um, to answer the questions on the differences in the, in the layouts, the layout that you're looking at now was prepared for an informal public hearing with Sims Township in February. So this was prior to us making the formal application. We had to have a preview meeting uh, with Kim and Brian. So that plan was based on the preview meeting that we had. And then we, you know, it was, it, you know, it didn't have nearly the level of detail that the plan that we, that we modified on the application that we made the parcel size, the dimensions of the parcel, the location of the parcel, the access to the parcel, nothing changed between what we submitted and talked about in February versus what's on the actual application because that's not the plan that's on the actual application. But, you know, it, it, there could be a business that might utilize a drive-through on this plan because Right now, why do we not know who this is going to be occupied by? Because we don't have a parcel. I mean, we, we have an 8.6 acre Coles parcel. We don't have anything to market. We've uh, we worked with Coles for about close to three years to come to an agreement, come to an economic um, agreement, come to a location configuration agreement. And you know, we've been working with staff and, and now we're, we've been working with staff since February, and now we're here before you uh, in July. So, you know, we're trying to get parameters established, size, maximum building, signage. We're trying to get the parameters established so we can then go find a user. Once we do that, we have to come back to get a final development, final development plan approved and we know that and we're we're fine with that I mean we we have to be fine with it because it's a requirement and so you know the issue with not having anything to market to, to bringing in a user to then go through a seven eight or nine month process the likelihood that that you keep someone you know in your um, interest level for almost a year, it starts diminishing your ability to, to actually deliver a user. I mean, they, m most users today want to know, you know, can this be done or can it not be done? And so we're trying to be able to market the site with some degree of certainty. From the photos that I've given you, I mean, it's, it's a vacant parking lot. It hasn't been used by anybody except truck drivers that park there illegally. And we want to make a more efficient use of it. We want, we'd like to make, you know, to, to bring another business to the township, to employ people, to generate sales tax and property tax. Um, the, you know, the regional planning commission unanimously approved this. Sims uh, zoning approved it. 
to address the sewer, I mean, the sewer issue, we, we have a sewer availability letter that I believe we provided you. So we do have, there is sewer capacity for this site. In regards to commenting on traffic, um, I've been involved in doing development here, not as long as Mr. Kahn, but close. I've been, I've been involved in development here since 1991. Um, I actually developed the Coles in, in 93, went through the zone change, and I worked for a different company at the time. Um, since the time this corridor was developing into a commercial node, and today, there's been over 250,000 feet of retail taken out of Sims Township. The former Walmart moved to Mesa Montgomery Road in 2007 or 8. Then that became a JCPenney. The JCPenney is now gone. Um, we, we, a different Casto entity, owned that property, and, and we actually uh, transacted with Mr. McCluskey to sell that property to him to convert it. So that property has gone from a Walmart that opened in 1988 that you know, probably did $100 million worth of business a year, 100 bucks at a time. And, and you know, Mr. McCluskey's gonna sell you know, whatever he sells, $100 million worth, but it's gonna be $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 transaction at a time. And so the number of transactions and the traffic associated with that is going to diminish greatly to the left of this plan or that would be to the west uh, the former retail there was taken out of services retail and that has become an automotive uh, automotive operation as well and so uh, there, there's been you know, over 250,000 feet of retail removed from Sims Township um, uh, what other let me see if there's another question that I could use or answer for someone. Um, you know, the there is a recorded easement in place between the two parcels. Um, I wasn't involved in that. It's 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 open for a lot of interpretation. Our interpretation of of the Burger King owners' rights is considerably different than than um, what was discussed here. They have limited rights. We believe that this plan um, does not, it doesn't diminish or remove any of their existing rights. But on the other hand, that's a private matter between private owners. And I don't I think they may be asking you as a public authority to, to rule and enforce that. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's, I don't know if that's the right request for this board. Um, and I do think we'll be good neighbors. I do think we'll work out our differences, but you know we don't agree with their interpretation of their rights. Um, and then you know when this was developed, this is an exhibit to a recorded document that is the easement. And so <coughs> the red is Mr. Khan's parcel. The blue is our outlet. And then, um, I got a couple of these. So the blue is our outlot that we are proposing. The building that's shaded in black was what was <coughs> contemplated when the agreement was signed. Do you want to? 
future. That's what was contemplated when the when the agreement was signed, and I think it was in. Do you have an extra copy of that, both for the file and for the attorney for the um, property owner? I understand. You're showing it to the trustees sure. and they can't see it. So, you know, what's in blue is the proposed parcel, or is the proposed out parcel. This, this property wasn't developed the way um, it is shown on this exhibit because behind Mr. Kahn's parcel, what is in yellow, or orange is now what is the appliance factory. So it wasn't developed this way. So, so, but he didn't have any problem with it changing, you know, because it wasn't developed the way it was contemplated, but it was contemplated that there was going to be a building for we're proposing a building. And we have the right to do that. I and mean, we have the right, provided you approve our zoning, I mean, that declaration gives us the right to change and reconfigure the parcel from time to time, and that's all we're requesting. And we we have a disagreement and in interpretation with that adjacent owner, but I'm hopeful that we'll, that we'll resolve it. Um, let's see. Oh, last point on parking, on, on his rights to parking. <laughs> I will continue to own the coals if this is approved. You will require me to self-contain all of the parking that Coles needs. You'll require that, so we'll have to do it. Whatever I put on the 1.3 acres, you will require me to self-contain all the parking that that use requires on my 1.3 acres. Whatever Mr. Khan does with his property tomorrow, 10 years from now, or 30 years from now, whatever he re re redevelops that, you're going to require him to self-contain his parking on, with whatever use he has on his parcel. So there is a cross-parking language in this agreement, and it's vague and ambiguous, and it's a separate matter from what this board addresses. That's between us two property owners that, again, that will resolve, but you're going to require each one of those parcels to self-contain the parking it needs. And so to say that, you know, that there's going to be, you know, inadequate parking, um, I think you can make that comment. I just disagree with it. Happy to answer any questions. Look forward to your favorable approval. Other than a restaurant, what could you conceivably picture for that parcel? Well, under this under this application, we have a limit on the square footage. Um, so we, we're asking for 4,800 feet. You know, this could be a you know with with what Mr. McCluskey is doing, all of the existing tenants in the the. Um, uh, 48,000 square foot building adjacent to the vacant J.C. Penney's, mm -hmm. the ones that are still there are being displaced. They're being dis they're being relocated. So there are tenants in that building that we've talked to. Okay. We've talked to all them about you know their interest in staying in Sims Township and staying in the area. Well, they have to part of the well, agreement. Yeah, they don't have to if they refuse his offer. Oh well, no, that's true. But McCluskey, what she's really trying to say is McCluskey was challenged to relocate those businesses within Sims Township. Within Sims Township. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, that's that's separate matter from yes. us. But right. those, if I mean, I'm, that's good information for me to know. So, um, but those could be potential uses here. So I mean, we we could have a commercial retail use. We could have, you know, we could have a food service use. Even if you're doing an appliance business, or you know, a Sherwin Williams business, or a food service business. All, to, all of those businesses today, to be successful, I mean, they need what's, what we call an omni-channel approach. I mean, they all have to have the ability to do online sales. They all have to have the ability to do pickup. They all have to have the ability to do delivery. And, and some of them need the ability to have a drive-through. And so if we have a drive-through on this site, we're going to design it, stack it, park it, um, so it, it meets the Zoning Commission's approval. But business is changing. This year, Macy's um, forecasts that 50% of their business will be online. You know, so business evolves. Um, I'm kind of getting, getting close to the end of my career, and I'm old, and I don't like evolution. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of technology I don't like. But it's just a fact, you know. You know, you have to you have to keep up with uh, technology. So. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to make a comment? I, I don't. I don't want to prolong this. Um, and I just didn't expect the hand up. I have the entire easement here that was discussed. It, the benefits of, and I can, I, I really didn't mean to turn this in. I can come multiple copies. <laughs> Thank there you, you so much. And the parking is addressed. Specifically, that Duke grants and declares for the benefit of Burger King, its agents, customers, invitees, licensees, employees, a non-exclusive easement on and over through all paved parking areas and paved driveways as may be located from time to time upon the retail tract. The whole area. Um, and it goes one way for the benefit of my client. My client has a property <coughs> right in any parking space that's on that on on to use any of the parking spaces that are on that additional tract it's and it's it said non-include non-exclusive non-exclusive but they have it they have it they so have they, the ability to use it but they don't have exclusive right to any of the spaces on the lot right <clears throat> the, the reason i have, i apologize so if, if, if i may um elaborate on i i just wanted to make this one point um, what Mr. Uh, Malone said is, is true. <clears throat> as far as zoning is concerned, you're required to park your use on your lot. Um, you can't use parking spaces on another lot to meet your parking requirement unless you have exclusive use of those parking spaces because you can't share parking between one retail use and another retail use because they have overlapping hours. So unless they have exclusive rights to any of that parking, they cannot use it to build a bigger building on their property and count on the spaces on Mr. Malone's property to meet the parking requirement that won't comply with zoning. I just want to make that point. I apologize for interrupting Mr. Felleroff. I'm going to state in that many instances parking 
uh, has been reciprocal where zoning approvals do require non-exclusive parking uh, on additional lots so long as they don't com com conflict um, but um, that's not something I really want to get into right now I'm just explaining that my client does have a right to use those parking spaces and they will have the right to use the parking spaces on this approved lot um, by virtue of this deed I, I really don't want to dig into this and certainly don't want to turn this into an argument over this deed okay. I know for being a coal shopper that there's always plenty of parking I mean always <laughs> even on Black Friday <laughs> so okay unless there are any questions I'll sit down Thank okay. You. okay anyone else would like to make a comment Okay, Jeff, I guess. Jeff, we'll say this guy longer after he has anything to add. Okay, go ahead, Ken. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add to this? I'm happy to answer any questions that the trustees may have. Well, the attorney raised the question of legal proceeding. Mm -hmm. Can you comment on that? Since I can discuss it with him. Uh, yes, I can tell you that we discussed it briefly this afternoon. I've had the opportunity to discuss it with Mr. Snyder as well, and I'm confident in that uh, the appropriate procedure was followed. Okay, thank you. And that it's appropriate. It is appropriate for this board to take whatever action you may decide to take tonight. Thank you. Okay, so I just want to make sure I'm looking at this plan, and this is the plan that. I'm to worry about. I'm not thinking of drive throughs <coughs> or anything because if that comes through, that would go through zoning, right? Go through the zoning commission, yes. No matter what, it will go through the zoning commission, correct? Okay. <coughs> okay. Bill, do you have any questions? Well, on the topic of parking, I mean, I'm. I, mean, I was looking, I was superimposing the February plan with this plan. I didn't see. An enormous difference actually as far as parking spaces are concerned even with the drive-through in the February plan um, but you know, I don't want to dig that up any more than we already have but so the parking we're, we've got all this existing parking right and so that is that would be considered I know non-exclusive but potentially shared parking if I understand this correctly and if there was a, a huge run on chicken fries, which believe me, I've spent a fortune at your Burger King with my 17-year-old on chicken fries. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, we know that drive through well, but if there was a, I mean, then this parking could be shared, is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? No. Yes, they have could the, be shared. Burger King has the um, authority, I think both parties agree, that the Burger King users have the authority to park in the spaces on the Coles lot. I mean, they could technically park over there and walk to Burger King, right? On by the car dealership if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. I have a couple of questions. Okay. Um, the parcel that we're talking about right now, this location actually provides access to egress from the existing Burger King, is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Burger King's property was was situated so that it had to meet parking requirements. So many available spaces and so on? Correct. All self-contained within this parcel. 
Yes. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. So the need for excess capacity is a question in the back of my mind. Also, the question in the back of my mind is, can Casto or whoever the new property owner is or whatever, I, I guess you're going to keep it? Is that right? And lease it? Castos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you would not limit access and egress to this restaurant, right? Doesn't have its own. Does it? No. And, okay. and you know, our interpretation. One more question. Okay. Okay. Uh, access to drive-through from here or through here or going around through here, and I've been through it many times myself. But how much access? And you won't limit access to his restaurant. From this direction, right? No, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you. And, and and we believe that his rights are the two curb cuts, access to those curb cuts. We haven't changed them. We're not changing anything about the access to Union Cemetery Road. Between the curb and our adjoining property line, that drive aisle on the <coughs> east side of the building and the parking that adjoins the Burger King parcel, that head-in parking, that's existing. That's as it exists today. We're not changing it because we believe that he has uh, discretion over that. The drive aisle on the north side of the site, on the north side of the building, between the building and Fields Ordle Road, yeah. that goes out to the traffic signal in front of Coles, that goes out all the way out to Fields Ordle Road, the it's it's way up there, yeah. left corner. Yeah, the, the curb cut off of Fields Earl Road in the middle of the site, and then you come down that drive aisle, and you, you can go all the way parallel to Fields Earl into Mr. Khan's parking. Yeah. We're not going to change any of that. You know, that will stay as it exists today, and that is why you know we 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 don't think we violated any any part of the agreement because we haven't changed anything that exists today that he has discretion over, except we want to put a building here, which is shown on the original exhibit that was signed with the easement, and we have the right to change this as, you know, um, you know his, his legal counsel explained that declaration, and we can he has rights to parking as it exists from time to time, which means we have the right as the owner to change it. And so we're only doing what we have rights to, and things that he has rights to, we're not changing. But we're not going to change his access at all. We're not going to change curb cuts. We're not changing any access to Union Cemetery or Fields Erdl. Any other comment? I'll be brief. I just want to point out that exhibit that keeps being referred to shows buildings that aren't there but it doesn't show the buildings that are there also it shows there there are added buildings that weren't contemplated under that original plan okay. so yeah. that affected everything um and that was purely illustrative this one. This that one yes okay. it doesn't show all the other buildings and that had an effect on the parking and that clearly has an effect on the parking and it's why we're here today because things have changed dramatically from that that plan okay Okay. I just wanted to say one thing. Okay. Like, PUDs are difficult. Get you on the speaker. Okay. Yeah. PUDs are difficult things 
for all concerned. I mean, developers, boards, we rely on you. Yes, there are documents, but there's a discretion involved. And what we believe the requirement is for y'all to take into consideration our concerns if they're justified. It is, you know, just up front that this is being jammed over on us because Coles doesn't want it somewhere else. We understand that pictures over the past 10 years can show many differences. So just know I understand that. I'm, we're talking about rights that we have that are over a long term and the only protection we have in terms of new, doing things that weren't planned is this, is this process, which is the PUD. So we rely on you. That's all I can say. Without your protection, we have none. Anything else? Okay. I move, I guess, do I have to close it? Yes. Yes, I move to close the public hearing. Second. Uh, roll call. Uh, Mr. Beck. Well, did you have something else to add, Brian? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> no, before you voted, I was just going to point out that once the public hearing is closed, you can't ask any questions or receive any testimony from staff or the public. I just wanted okay. to make sure that we're clear. Right. Aye. Ms. Lease? Aye. Mr. Bryan? Aye. Okay. I move approval of disbursements, warrant number 81358-81445 and voucher 147 to 166 in the amount of 938 thousand dollars five hundred and seventy seven and eighty two cents second roll call miss lease aye mr bryant aye mr beck aye reports mall director thank you no report tonight okay police oh, ask them too fire i have no report board. okay director of public works <coughs> nope that's right committees nope other um we're moving to hearing from residents if any resident would like to come up and make have comment please now's your time Thank hello you. just please state your name and your address please. yes my name is joanne michkowski my husband is lawrence michkowski he goes by mitch and we live at 12007 antietam drive and we need your help and this is this is our situation okay we purchased our home in December of 2018 and moved in uh, later in spring 2019 after some cosmetic improvements. Um, we noticed it, but not so much early on, um, that there is a safety hazard that we were living with and that has to do with some pump water coming out from our neighbor's house, which is 12019 Antietam Drive, which exhausts from a like white PVC pipe. These are reading glasses, I can't see. I know white PVC, I know, it's like white PVC pipe, middle of their yard, which runs the entire length of our property because the sewer drainage is at the opposite end. So their sub pump runs through your yard? Through the, the gutter. The gutter out front runs to the street oh, okay. in the gutter the entire length of our drive. 
our property in front of our mailbox in front of our driveway all the way down in front of our yard in the warm months there's constant water there and it creates an algae that black stuff algae and it's slippery we've seen kids ride their bikes in it um, I have slipped on it when I cut the grass in the summertime we have to kind of step over the curb the winter is what really gets bad there's still water that comes out of that in the winter and the way it projects out into the street it it goes out into the street but then it starts to freeze and it creates an ice jam not only in front of our mailbox to our driveway and then it narrows and then it goes into the gutter but there's ice along the entire gutter and that's at times when there's no snow there's no rain actively falling or mm -hmm. anything like that so we, we, we tried we had to do some research Bill Pittman is the one who um, suggested that we come by so you know the kids play in the ice and stuff and it and it's it's really hard so we contacted Bill Pittman um, last fall after trying to reach out to our neighbor themselves uh, last spring we really noticed it because we got a dog in 2020 right before the pandemic and so we started going outside more like various times of the day in the winter and in the spring so we kind of noticed it more it's like why is there always water and ice in front of our house when there isn't ice and water in front of the rest of the houses my husband actually recorded it last summer um, there's water that is flowing from the property he, he got about 40 seconds of it but the, the the water lasted about two minutes draining into the sewer well, oh, 50 you wrote down 40 here um, so in 20 so time-wise so that was the, we dealt with it the, the that winter between like 2020 and 21 that we noticed because we're out with the dog tried to reach the neighbor he would not respond to my text message so then we called Bill Pittman last about this time last year June July of August of last year because uh, we didn't know what else to do he tried to talk to the neighbor <coughs> we didn't hear anything didn't hear anything no resolution so we went through the winter we called Bill like we've got ice big ice jam in front of our mailbox and on our driveway and it's very dangerous for us for obviously ice is tough for everybody but my husband's on three blood thinners and if he were to fall mm. it would be horrible and we had an ambulance run to our house just last month and if it had been in the winter they didn't pull into the driveway they were on the street and they would have been on ice it would have almost been impossible because that's what happens at the base of our driveway and in front of our mailbox going back so then so we contacted Bill so we didn't hear anything nothing was resolved all winter except he would send the truck out to put salt down but it didn't do any good because the ice gets to be very thick three to four inches sometimes okay. and it goes out into the street by feet because it kind of comes out it starts freezing it jams it gets wider and wider and then it somehow narrows back in and then the water goes the ice goes down into the gutter so because Bill contacted our neighbor the neighbor must have um, thank you issues um, the the neighbor apparently maybe had called Hamilton County sewer district or whatever I did I did my own you know research as well 
we found out that um, on our street, all the builders, there's basically two builders, Zering and, and Fisher Home, because we were thinking, well, maybe they had some oddball builder that didn't, you know, do it the right way. He, his home was built by Fisher. There are eight out of 23 homes between Antietam and Appomattox that were built by Fisher Home. So we figured that nobody else has water in front of their house. Nobody else's sump pumps <clears throat> exhaust to the street. Nobody else has black gooey stuff. Well, I mean, there might be some, but inadvertent <coughs> slick stuff in front of their houses. But we do because we happen to be downhill from their sump pump draining into the gutter in front of our property. And we do have pictures of the ice jammed. We do have pictures of the running water down the gutter when the rest of the street is completely dry. I looked under the, um, the, the public health, so from what I could read online, you're not supposed to obviously empty sump pump water into the street, into the gutter, into any paved surface. I found it on the, the health department as well as the, um, the sewer district. Our neighbor apparently was in contact with a Lisa Humble from the plumbing, plumbing department in Hamilton County. And, it, you know, basically it's, we try to have neighbors resolve this issue, which really isn't going to happen um, I mean that we foresee because he hasn't done anything about it despite going through the Sims Township between Bill Pittman and then Willie when Bill was out mm -hmm. at this point we're kind of we don't we don't know what else to do because we would like oh there was some correspondence from um, Lisa Humble to our neighbor and he, he cited something about being grandfathered in because of a court case that happened, Hamilton County um, and in another street, residence waters going into the street. It was a different situation. There was no court case. Hamilton County prosecutor, everything, I mean, nothing, nothing came of it. So there is no such thing that we are aware of of being grandfathered in there was no court case that because we asked Lisa so some of the correspondence our neighbors was having words he was using were just words that were inappropriate because there was no court case and he's not grandfathered in there is no such a thing that we can tell we're not attorneys thank goodness right so um, we, we just we just need help because we don't want it to get to a point where we do have to hire an attorney or you know, because we don't want anything to happen to the kids on the street and then they play in the ice. You know, I, we really don't know what to do. Got anything on? Well, if, if, there, if anything's coming off the property, it's a public street in violation of the Hamlet County. Hamlet County Health Department can get involved with that? No, talk to them. They don't want you. Nope. They said they're kicking it back to you. They kick it Sims. back to plumbing, and she's saying that oh, the Sim it's a Sims Township thing, and we really want neighbors to do it, and we just don't know what else to do. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, we 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 try to start this last fall, and nothing happened, and we dealt with it over the winter. Got nothing. Tim or Jeff? You have a comment? Jeff researched it. We know Jeff's been working on this. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, you have. <laughs> Well, well, we have a, a, a little bit. 
No, I just don't want you to get. Uh, you had a big smile on your face, like you were going to get excited. And I don't want you to well, be, because I have talked to Bill about mm -hmm. this. We have reviewed it. The, the issue is that there are regulations in place that prohibit that kind of discharge. They are Hamilton County Health Department regulations. The township has no authority to enforce those regulations. It's only the county that can do it. And, and I think they're exactly right. Bill, I know even Bill has been in contact with uh, Hamilton County Health, urging them to do what they're to do what they're supposed to do. And, and these folks are exactly right. The, the response that I think everyone has gotten from Hamilton County Health is a reluctance. So, yeah, right. sympathetic, but but I mean, I think Bill maybe said something about it's a staffing issue. They don't have the capacity to, to do that, or they would have to take people to court. The issue that we have, though, and, and I appreciate that you're here, is that based on the research we've done, we're not sure that a township has any authority to regulate that kind. That's a it's a sanitary health issue, and that's why the health department has that regulation. But on their website, it says you are not to yeah. put some pump yep. water. It does not supposed to go on a paved street. It, it, it clear. It says yeah, it. You, if you go to the website and you look up some pump and you look up sewer. We completely agree with you that that it it is in. It, that is not what the regulation. Uh, allows. Can we and we call the health department? My, uh, when I talked to my understanding is Bill has talked to the uh, Hamilton County Health. Uh, I it think a Lisa, number. It was Lisa Humble that he okay. communicated with. Yeah. That's where we got that's, her name. I also I spoke with someone at the health department. His name was Ryan Weast. Okay. Lisa's or is plumbing. plumbing. Yeah, she's plumbing. Yeah. Lisa Humble. She's not health. No, no, no. She's director of plumbing, but health, health sent us to her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can, I have a question. If this is your property, can't you just stop it yourself? Well, you can. Well, it's, in, it's How? expensive. Sandbags? It's in the street. It's expensive. It's oh, in front. It's in the street. It, it's it's not in not the gutter. You know, the, okay. you know okay. the gutter that runs in front of your yeah. house. Okay. The gutter. But the okay. water shouldn't be there to begin yeah. with, right. except for when it's raining. <clears throat> there shouldn't be water coming out of right. the sun well, pump in the middle well, of the winter. And reg it's regulations <laughs> change over time frames. And I know of several neighborhoods that every every downspout drain mm -hmm. drains to the street. Sure. Through curb cuts, they call them. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Right. And which is when we do redo our roads and so on and so forth, we leave them alone. Okay. So it isn't just your area that may have four or five of these, if you will. It's every, a lot of areas around. And four I don't or five think, of what? Hmm? Four or five of what? Well, I thought you discharges. said on your street there There's were four or five that no, drained. No, 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 there are zero in 23 houses built. Oh, okay. Just one. She's the only okay. one. It's That's the just, only one? There are the eight. Only one. Correct. Okay. We, were thinking, we were thinking maybe it was exclusive to a builder, but no. he is one of eight houses no, that were built by Fisher. No, builders you mentioned have done the curb cuts in Sims Township. There is a curb so, cut for gutter drainage. Okay. So what he's rooting to that drainage is pulled to. <clears throat> Okay. Potentially, it, is a it looks like it's yeah, a pull. Yeah, too. Yeah, you know, it's dr it's coming through a gutter, you know, yeah. PVC. Right. Yes. Whereas, and we we don't have one of those. So like all of our rain discharge goes into the storm underground, or directly. Into but like the half of the homes have the, the concrete cut mm -hmm. to drain a gutter. But two days after it rains, those gutters are clear and dry. And okay. our neighbor's sump pump continues to run. Three days later, okay. 
with you water. know no matter whether it's winter or summer right right and it's extremely frustrating that we can't walk down our driveway right. in the but winter it's dangerous. I mean, because it's, right. we have to walk we, in our yard we to get to, get to the, the mail we can't it, get to it the mail it seems so, to me that if it's the only one in your neighborhood it is that the health department ought to get after them the, they were well, unwilling I don't, we don't sir. know what that's why they, we're here they were unwilling okay so, question so don't we have somewhere i know there's a rule whether it's a powerful rule or <laughs> an unpowerful rule but there's somewhere it's written down that you can't do this you're supposed to stop a sump pump drain i thought it was approximately five feet it's behind, feet. behind, feet. Feet. behind it's the curve 15 feet, 15 yeah. feet. Okay. from 15. anyone else's we property that that with pool backwash and all that kind of 15 feet behind from our pop-up refuses to um, enforce their own rules yes okay so so these pipes okay so that's one thing the second thing is these pipes are going through the right-of-way correct yes okay that's a no meaning no the street right yeah paved yeah i mean gutter. anything you well, put you in don't the right know all your front yard in anything you put in the right away right true yes yeah and so the water goes the in right the winter time, to get the, the ice curb. goes That's into the street by four, yeah. six feet because yeah. sometimes it comes out that fast and when it goes out it freezes and then that makes it freeze yeah. and then it jams and dams. And we have pictures. Okay, so what I was saying is anything that goes through the right of way, whether you plant a tree, a bush, a flower bed, or a PVC pipe is subject to be removed. If it's in the right of way because you don't own the right of way, it's a right of way. Mm -hmm. And then the curb is township property as the street. Okay. But we don't but own the right of way. Okay, but the never does, does the private property owner does not. That's my point. Right, but we don't own it either. We just maintain it. Okay. So the, the property owner doesn't own that space, nor do they own the curb or the street. And all which are being impacted by the situation on many streets throughout the township. So, I mean, this is this to me. This qualifies as a nuisance because that's what it is. It's a nuisance in the summer. It's a nuisance in the winter. And it's hazardous in the winter for us, right? For or anybody who walks near our house, right. a delivery person, or we, we can't, we can't get to the, the mail. Right. I know what you're talking about because yeah. I've seen it on right. many other streets too yeah. throughout yeah. the township. And, and I also don't understand why when we do our when we do our road program, we probably should not be cutting those curbs. We should be installing a continuous curb. Well, it's legal to do downspout drains through the curb cut, I think. Yeah. Legal or illegal? Legal. Downspout's fine. Yeah. We're talking sump pump because a downspout's not going to run in the winter. We're all on this curb okay. cut issue. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. my, my understanding of the, and again, the issue here is that the sump pump discharge regulations are county health department right. regulations they're not township rules or regulations and my understanding at least and i could be wrong is that just as you've said if you're going to have the sump pump discharge the where it discharges has to be at least 15 feet back from from anyone else's property right on your own property and that the theory there is that if it discharges that far away Theoretically, 15 feet gives yeah. you <coughs> the this you know the pervious surface yeah. for that right. to dissipate. Yeah. And their website. Says and, and the other option, though, 
is that line, the, the discharge can actually go all the way out and physically tie into um, the, the sewer so that it's not actually discharging onto the street. It, it, so they have two options. They can, it's like cut the pipe back way up into the yard so it discharges in the yard or c actually take it even a little farther and connect it physically connect it to the the actual storm the the sewer system we believe that it was originally connected to the storm sewer system mm -hmm. they made two they pulled two permits one and our neighbors did 2015 and 2017 they put in a pool in 2017 and then they did some um, basement work or something in mm -hmm. 2015 so potentially somebody altered that we don't know obviously we just know what we have to deal with in re is right water. Uh, nice. but again the, the issue that, that we have is that whichever of those options that a property owner wants to to take they're all based on Hamilton County health regulations and that's the enforcing body we now I, we we are I'm happy to look to see if a situation like this could even qualify under our nuisance resolution um, and, and if it does perhaps we have that may be an avenue that the township could take mm -hmm. um, but to my knowledge we've never I mean, this is not an issue that comes up that often for it's, us I don't believe we've ever uh, I don't believe we've ever used the nuisance resolution see if we can do it. Uh, for this type of situation but what we'd really like to do is help have the health department do it. Is well, and like I said, I, I can tell you that Mr. Pittman has been in contact with them a number of times, just like these here, folks right? have. And, and I mean, I spoke with uh, Lisa several times. I got the emails. And like, for example, she there was this mention of the court decision. And I'm, okay, well, it's got to be a docket number or a case number. So I emailed her and said, can you provide us with a case number? Because you're all talking about a court decision. And then she clarified, said, no, 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 no. There was no court in front of a judge. We just, the prosecuting attorney said, we're not going to pursue it. And, and that was 2019, where all these houses, houses. in the subdivision <coughs> were, know, draining were draining the sump pumps, pumps to, the, to street. the street. And they collectively said, no, we don't want to be forced into doing it. Our situation, we believe, is very different because there are 23 homes in this right. call to sack. Mm -hmm. Average price is $500,000. And there's one house that's creating a hazard. And we just happen to be downhill from it. And we happen to be downhill from it. If, if we don't they know had what else a storm sewer drain right at the outlet, it wouldn't be an issue for you. Well, that's the other solution is can a storm sewer be put on his property downstream of where That is, so if there's any yeah. Upstream of you guys. You know. Upstream, Correct. right. Yeah. North of us or upstream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And literally, I, can, I mean, I, I have it on my phone, but it's a large flow of water, which makes me suspect that it's not just groundwater. Mm -hmm. Only one reason, because the volume of the water, oh, I mean, the, the volume pool? is tremendous yeah. sometimes. And in the, the second is we had a pool in Kettering, and you have to backwash your pool. Right. We and don't know where you're going. You, you connect a blue tube right. that you run out to the street, and you backwash your pool. Mm. There is no blue on your own property. Oh, on your own property or yes. wherever. Yeah. He, there's no active discharge of we've ever backwashing seen, that we've yeah. seen. Yeah. So it anyway. looks like that's connected to this whole drainage system as well. Okay. Mm. So can we okay. see if it could be a nuisance? Yeah, we can. We can definitely explore that. Okay, we can try that for you and see and what how, we can. How do come we follow up, up or how, who do we? 
like contact. You can talk to Bill or you can talk to Kim, our administrator. Yeah, okay. I'll coordinate with Kim. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And we'll I will you. also. We appreciate you. you know, I will listening. also. I see Greg Greg Kesterman because I work at the county. I see him, the okay. director. I'll ask him. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, see, we're going to have to. I'll see what we need to do we to really get something do enforced. That, yeah. But we also want to live safely in Sims Township because we really like right. it here. Right. So. We understand. Yeah. yeah. Thank you okay. all very much. Thank, Thank you. you. I will add one final. Lisa said it, it would be changed if someone got seriously injured. injured. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, well, we don't really want to wait for that to happen. No. Right. No. Right. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you. coming tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Trees. <coughs> Hello. Trees. Barbara Wilson, 7906 Clement Street, Camp Denison, Ohio. Um, so I just have a question. I see that um, 126 from Montgomery, I want to say I came through Camp Denison all the way down to Milford is going to be repaved. So that gives me question about if that will affect or could possibly hold up, not hold up, but change. We were talking about abandoning that road mm -hmm. um, around the triangle. And because we had discussed the fact of making that turn just a bit wider, mm -hmm. where I saw the lines at for there's <coughs> sticks with pink um, property marks on them is that something that's going to possibly affect future plans for that area is that something that we I mean I, I'm kind of getting the cart before the horse here to be honest when with are you. they repaving do you know they're paving all the way into Milford so it would be going all the way down 126 it'll be out okay. it was on it County, was the county's doing that so it's it's ODOT. ODOT. Well, when county's doing it for ODOT, really. Yeah. Okay. So, it, it doesn't so have any jurisdictional boundaries like starting at the beginning of Simmons Township or anything like that. So. Milford. Montgomery. Hmm. Remington? Montgomery? Where's Montgomery coming? Um, Montgomery is Main Street, Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Then it hits Indian Hill, then it comes into Simmons Township. Then it goes into Miami Township, and then it comes back to the Sims Township, Columbia, and then the city of Okay. So I didn't know if that would possibly affect the ability for our, hopefully, the curve there, if they abandon, if they're willing to abandon the road. I was just kind of wondering where things stood in that process, <laughs> if there is a process. I don't have an update. Do you, Kim? I don't have an update on that. I have a feeling it's going to be a two two step process. Okay. Well, they're going to do what they need to do now, and then if we have to change it, it'll have to come as part of the <coughs> change. Once, once we get title to the property and so on, it could come then. Okay. Uh, I, that's my feeling. Yeah. But I think if it's on the schedule and it's going to be done, they're doing it according to the bounds. That they already have established right like they're not going to obviously there yeah. it's supposed that's, to be slated this month so but i just saw it and i mm -hmm. wanted to ask the question if there was anything that 
if they come into Cougar Mill just a tad, how far they're going to come in, and can that curve be? I have a feeling the contract's already let. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I, I made a note. I'll contact Eric Beck and ask. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right. I mean, as I mentioned before, he was open to these changes in the roads, the local roads. So yeah. um, I'll see what he, what his thoughts are on this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good if question. he Thank is, you for bringing it to our attention. do you know for a fact the county is paving it? <coughs> They're no, supposedly starting this month. Markers up and so on and so forth down through there, right? Right. So it's. They were out surveying to yesterday. Okay. So. I but it's the county, not. So the county's doing it on behalf of the state, yeah. it sounds like. ODOT, yeah. yeah. ODOT put out a notification that they were paying the state Route 126. I'm assuming through private vendors, um, not actually the county workers. Okay. Right. Yeah. So okay. They farm it out. Okay. So it is all on the state side. Yes. Yeah. Got it. So there's a contract that's already in the works. Yeah. They put out yeah. notice uh, for uh, traffic control. Okay. So ODOT would be the one that's right, and that's actually subcontracting this out to someone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just thought I'd ask the question. Um, I personally wasn't aware of it. Okay. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. Um, correspondence, events, and meetings. Get to my page here. Zoning Commission meeting Wednesday, July 20th, 2022 at 7 p.m. at the Safety Service Center. Story time with the library Monday, July 25th, 2022 from 10 to 10.30 at Home of the Brave Park. Board of Zoning Appeals meeting Monday, August 1st, 2022 at 7 p.m. at the Safety Service Center. Regular trustees meeting Tuesday, August um, 3rd, 2022 at 7 p.m. at the Safety Service Center. Old business, we have none. New business. I move approval of G2022-76 resolution approving a zone change from EE planned residential district major revision to EE planned residential district located at 9201 Fields Ertle Road. Second. Um, discussion? Roll call. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck? Aye. Ms. Lease? Aye. I move approval of resolution G2022-77, <coughs> resolution approving the submittal of the annual tax budget for fiscal year 2023 to the County Budget Commission. Second. Discussion? Roll call? Mr. Beck? Aye. Ms. Lease? Aye. Mr. Bryant? Aye. I move approval of resolution 2022-78 resolution authorizing the township administrator to enter into a joint agreement between Hamilton County and the Board of Trustees of Sims Township for the installation of flashing signals at various locations. Second. Discussion? Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. I move approval of resolution G2022-79, resolution authorizing the township administrator to enter into a contract with MedAccount for providing ambulance building and collections. Second. Discussion? Roll call. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. 
I move approval of resolution G2022-80, resolution authorizing the township administrator to, to sign a real estate purchase contract with Michael Opp and dispensing with the second reading. Second. Discussion? Roll call? Mr. Beck? Aye. Ms. Lease? Aye. Mr. Bryant? Aye. I move approval of resolution G2022-81, resolution authorizing the township administrator to enter in a contract with Medical Mutual of Ohio for providing health insurance <coughs> coverage for the board, uh, for the elected officials and full-time employees of Sims Township. Second. Discussion? Yeah, that's one of the ones that I think I wanted. Uh, some discussion of the pros and cons between the grandmothered a medical mutual plan that would cost an additional $60,000 in premiums and the medical mutual plan recommended by assured partners involving an increase in premium of $6,000. I just think as a um, matter of fact uh, the choice, because you're talking large amounts of money, the choice should be clear for the taxpayers of this township um, to know what they're getting and why, why it's why this is one is going to be picked over another. I would just like a little discussion on that, so I can understand it being a taxpayer in this township also. Well, I can say that we moved to a new company to represent us to build to um, price out our insurance <coughs> and I haven't seen him I don't know anything about I mean we went he, he told us when he was here that he was going to be here he's going to walk us through it and I honestly don't know I, I, I feel like the year the year that we've been here I haven't been happy with the, the policy that he presented and so I, I kind of lost my trust well, in the company. Well, wait a minute. What we're talking about right here is a medical mutual. It's medical yes. mutual. And he proposed. Yes. And the new plan that he proposed. <laughs> I haven't, what, I, what I've gotten the past year, I can say I've not been happy with the new everything. So I kind of lost faith. So I, and I know one of the biggest things about health insurance is that people stay employed at companies because they have good health insurance plans. And I, I don't see the benefit to the, the new company that we have. Does that make sense but to what I'm saying? I well, guess I lost, I, lost, I lost trust is what I'm saying in his but recommendations. But the past year, the medical mutual plan has not changed. Right. right. The medical right. mutual plan has right. not changed, but the new one that he's saying, I, I don't have trust in. Is well, what it's I'm not saying. in effect. It's never been no. in effect. Because what? I don't trust. I don't. You I'm don't trust the guy who recommended it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because. I, I don't have the resolutions. I'm trying to pull them up. I, it's my feeling. Ken, Phil, you want to take that one? So. 81 and 82 resolution 81 which we're talking about right now yep. and the following resolution 82 are tied together correct I guess well, that's a question somewhat. for Kim I mean you're you're going to change both 
by your votes. Mm -hmm. So can 81 well, and 82 are yeah, tied together? 81 is not changing anything. 81 is just renewing our current plan. Well, right. I, I have a question in the back of my mind, and I, I don't know how to answer it. And it has to do with, we're with one broke, we were with Burnham and Flowers, and now we switched to Assured Partners. Yes. Both as brokers, both hypothetically shopped our insurance based on our history and employees and so on. And I would question in the back of my mind, in order to get a quote from MedMutual and Aetna and everybody else that they go through, United Healthcare, you have to you have to pick a broker. So the broker currently is Assured Partners. So they go out and they find <coughs> MedMutual, and I'm assuming I haven't seen anything that says MedMutual is the cheapest of all the others. Just all I've seen is it's a 18% increase over last year. So do we know any more about that? The, the real part of my question is if we were to switch to Burnham and Flower, and they did the survey of all these other companies, Aetna, United Healthcare, uh, and Med Medical Mutual of Ohio, would the estimate or the cost be the same for the same plan? That's a question I don't know how to answer other than pick a broker and let them go do the work. How long were we with Burnham and Flowers? Five, six years maybe. Hmm? Weren't we, Kim? How long? I have no idea. I, I, I want to say how long you, been you guys had them before I got here how in long 2017. Okay. Did they ever come forward with a recommendation for any other plans? Yes. Or any money-saving plans? They, well, they talked about different plans, and we always picked the grandfather, grandmother one, mm -hmm. because we didn't know how things were going to change with Obama federal Canada, legislation, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I know. Um, I was in on some of that. Uh, we didn't know how those things were going to change, but we knew it was someday it was going to change. But we kept pushing it off, and we well, were getting I'd we were getting better rates by doing that. You think an increase of sixty grand is a better rate? No, I'm not saying in the past. You asked me about the past, and that's what I'm talking about. In the past, the increase hasn't been like that. Okay. Can they answer your question on the packet? There's a comparison, so it's a comparison of Med Mutual, Anthem, United Healthcare, and Humana with all the costs at the bottom. Okay, and the lowest cost was. Med Mutual. Med Mutual, yeah. The, the plan that we have been using all along, the grandfather one, grandmother one. No, this <coughs> one's a different one. So this one is the Silver 5000 HSA, and it gives the individual uh, deductibles of 5000 and the family of 10000 So it would be an increase because health care plans change over time, and you can't find the one. Like, you don't have it available. It's not available anymore. Right. So we're paying those increases to keep what we have, and we've been doing that for the last five years. Okay. So answer your question, Joe. I think we were with Med Mutual for at least five, six years. I think it's 2013 is when you guys went to them. Okay. So nine years. Yeah. That predated you. I know yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. And before that, we had we had this uh, I can't remember combine or something like that out of Sharonville that was good rates one year and the next year they went up 25 percent and we had to buy our way out of that yep. mm -hmm. combine. I don't, I, combine's not the right word collaboration if you will right. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, and we had to buy our way out of that, and we went with Burnham and Flower at that time with uh, Med Mutual, and we saved a bunch of money over what our renewal would have been. That's that's the history, as far as I know. So the grandmothered plan that we're in, they cannot decline to supply that. Correct. Soon They're as stuck we, with us. Soon as we change, we can't get back in it. No, that's I'm not talking problem. about soon as we change. Right I think year after with the year, federal government legislation as to how long changes they have to offer to us. Right. If they if they decline to extend us not being part of community rating, then yes, we can be kicked off. Yeah. As long as the president keeps renewing it. Yeah. But this year it's costing us sixty thousand to stick with it. What's it gonna cost us next year? What did it cost us last year? Um, low rate, right? Yeah, we had like four or five percent. No, it was like an eight, eight and ten percent increase, like a blend of that. And this so year was what? This year it's eighteen. Eighteen percent. In previous years before that, it's been two to three to four, maybe, and then last year it was eight, and this year it's eighteen. So. so, is there a cap on what they can charge us in increased premiums for that grandmother plan? Obviously not. Probably not. I, I don't know. I'll tell you, insurance across the board is sky high right now. Yeah. Premiums, premiums are double what they yeah. were. But the, two years the ago. other plan that was proposed that was six thousand dollar increase. That's also a medical well, mutual that, plan. But that's, that's a, a that's a complicated plan. Deductible. Yeah, that's a I complicated know. plan. <laughs> and the deductible, I think, going to go up. Is that right? Ken? Ten thousand. And no, the deductible would stay the same. Okay, but the only thing that changes is there would be a copay with the prescription drugs once you reach your three thousand dollar deductible. So what they would, what our broker was proposing is to backfill that on the end with the HRA, and then have custom designed benefits. Like <coughs> how the, how I don't know how they would set that up, but they could set that up potentially. But the problem is, is we don't know what that number is. The budget for it but it would it would cost our employees more no because they would no, be reimbursed if they, were to, if they were to exceed the three thousand no then then they would have a copay but then it would be covered by the hra like you could backfill it and increase instead of doing a four thousand dollar hra you could do one that was higher than that which means it costs the township more money right, right. That's yeah that's what you said, said. So yeah. the differential between six and what was the sixty? Six and sixty is, is not fifty-four. It's something less than that. It might only be a thousand less, but it's a big number. I thought there was a ten thousand deductible for a family. That no, it's three and six. Okay. It just it just seems pretty stiff to me to pay out an additional fifty-four thousand dollars. I agree. For, for what? For the fact that we can stick with a grandmother program that could be gone next year? Yeah. Well, in order to but do an apples to apples comparison, you'd have to somehow compute what that additional reimbursement will be. And is it 54000 Is it a wash? Is it more than fifty-four? Is this a good deal, or is it less than 54? Is this 
So if we not a good deal. If we stick with the current one at sixty thousand additional, might we still have to feed the what is it you said, an HSA or an HRA? HRA. Well, HRA. technically it's an HRA, but the old one that we have acted like an HSA, from what I understand. Well, would we still potentially have to increase that per individual, even on the grandmothered plan? No, because we still have the $4,000 limit. So if we stay with the plan that we have now yeah. and go back to the old HRA plan that we have, then it would still be four thousand across the board like it is now. But the other, the other, from the same company that would raise rates by six thousand for the premium, that doesn't have that. And the, if we did go to the one that's the where the, you have a six thousand dollar the Miwa the cozy Miwa, yeah, then we would have to raise the HRA limit due to the prescription drug costs. Okay. But, but, but I don't know what those the, I don't know what those numbers but are. But that what what do they call that plan, the alternate plan, not the current one we were on? The Cozy Miwa? Yeah. Yep. Cozy Miwa? C O S I and okay. then M -E gotcha. okay. M E W A. All right. I knew it was a Miwa. But it still has the same same deductible same limits, right? Three thousand, six thousand. Yep, it would still be three thousand, six thousand. But the only difference is, is once you get to that, your three thousand dollar deductible, like right now, we're all used to our prescription drugs being paid for because you reached your deductible. Okay. Well, let me ask. But if you say, just I'm just going to pick on you, Ken. So if you reach your three thousand dollar deductible and you're in July, and you still have to pick up your prescriptions for August, September, October, November, and December. Now, when you go to the to the, pres or the prescription counter, you're going to have to pay a copay. Yeah, I passed it in March. So <laughs> you would have to then pay a copay. So what we're proposed, or what we had proposed, was increasing the limit on the HRA card mm -hmm. so that that copay could be picked up. Well, let me ask this question: Who provided us with the Cozy Miwa plan? It was the Assured Partners. Yes. Yeah. Not Burnham and Flower. Right. Okay, so we're talking about Burnham and Flower here, so we're not even talking about code. Well, no, that's why. If you guys want to go back to Burnham and Flowers, then I just recommend that we stay with stay with Medical Mutual because I don't I'm, I don't know how that would work with one company recommending it and another company coming in and trying to administer it. I just don't mm -hmm. know how that would. But shake the, num out. the number, the sixty thousand dollar increase or whatever, came from Assured Partners, didn't it? Because no, that was our regular renewal. The sixty thousand just is just our regular renewal. Doesn't matter who the broker is. No, it's oh. just our regular renewal. It has nothing to do with the broker. So that's a number that we got from these four companies. Did we did we survey them? Yeah. Or they he, just sent it to us. Who no, sent it to us? Medical Mutual sends us on May second or May thirty first is when we got it. Okay. And it said here are going to be here's going to be your new rates. Okay. And it was an eighteen percent increase with okay. all the different rates. With that plan. Right, with our same plan that we have right now. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether we're with Burnham Flower or Assured Partners. Nope. That's what it's going to cost that's us what if it's we keep cost. on the same plan with Med Mutual. Right. So, okay. when our broker now saw that we were going to get an 18% increase, he went out, they went out, his team went out, and they looked at plans that were comparable to ours that we have now. 
which consisted of looking at Medical Mutual, Anthem, United Healthcare, and Humana. And here's all the different plans with all the different costs. And as you can see, Medical Mutual was the cheapest, but that was going to a $5,000, $10,000 deductible. So then when I kind of turned my nose up at that, right. he went and looked and found this Cozy Miwa, okay. which was only a 1.8% increase. But like I said, it would increase the co-pays. We would now have to pay co-pays on the prescriptions once we hit the deductible. But then he suggested, because I said, well, that's probably not gonna fly. That was still a 3,000, so, 6,000? Yep. Okay. I said, that's probably not gonna fly. What can we do to make up that difference? And that's when he suggested that we backfill it on the HRA so, side. So it's automatically a 5,000, 10,000? No, it's a 3,000, okay. 6,000. Right. You, you said no to that one and you went the other. Okay. Right. All right, so there's no reason to increase our allowance against the deductible just for that. But there is for the, for the prescription or whatever right if you choose the cozy and once you plan, once you've met the three thousand dollar right individual copay all right all sounds right. to me like a way to go other than who administers it does Bernard and flower administer it <laughs> well that's if that's what you guys want to do i mean i can talk to michelle we can i mean i don't think it matters but i don't know that for a fact it shouldn't matter, but I don't know. Well, I'm, you know, some you of know, these companies like Assured Partners probably have connections and so on with right, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. And that that's what they put together. Right, that's the only we thing don't, I'm worried we about. We don't have we don't have an alternate from Burnham and Flower. Right, right. We need an alternate from Burnham and Flower. Right, but we're too close to the deadline. That's what made me nervous because it's middle of July and our renewals August first. Okay. So. How quick can Burnham and Flowers get information? Not in two weeks. Why not? They want our business. They get it done in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's my opinion. They know all the plans that are out there. Um, it's not going to happen in two weeks. I can tell you that right now. <coughs> yep, but uh, they're just not going to get the information back in two weeks, though. I'd like to solve two issues here if we can. One, if you're not happy with what you're getting from the broker that you have and their associates, that's why the second the second item is up for grabs. Mm -hmm. But on the first item, which is the plan and how much it's going to cost us, I think I can live with the Miwa or some our equivalent, whatever. Okay. So here's my my problem with that. We don't know how much like the prescription is going to cost us on the back end. Well, we, we could I, hypothetically my issue, look back at what you what can't go back to grant. Who, who's, yeah, but we don't have the time the this maximum? year. That's the problem. Who's met the maximum? Here, here. That's not the that, that's we just don't have a lot of time this year. And my issue is, I, I just I. I comfortable with what we have because I don't know I don't want to say this because I don't want to be on the I'm not comfortable with that's a, that's a fair statement you can make it. I'm not comfortable well there's a reason why we didn't choose Cozy Miwa last year 
Because the price differential wasn't the same as it is now. Right. It was going to be an increase in our deductible and a couple other things. I don't. I don't think we had apples to apples last year. To right. This, year. this was. This is a different plan than what right. we were given. Because she's last already year. shopped in the sense she didn't like the five ten. Yeah. She knew we wouldn't like it. So the the three six. Right. As long as he stayed with the three six, I told him options. that it, it would be. It could be plausible, but I don't didn't know that for a fact. And we got so, burnt on health insurance once before. That's my. That's another issue I have. I was here when we went through that. And we, yep. How much did we have to pay? Twenty five thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars like to get us out of it, to get us back into a. Yeah, that was to save a few bucks. Yeah, and see, that's my issue. So we don't, we're, we don't know how much we're going to have to add to the HRA, and and is the new plan? I there's, it's. So if we switch Cozy Miwa, does that mean? I mean, does everybody get to keep their same doctors, their primary care? I mean, is all that? It's still Med Mutual. Yeah, still Med Mutual. Well, Cozy Miwa isn't so, Med Mutual. Yeah, it's Med Mutual. Same. Medical Mutual of Ohio, MIWA. It's just a group that you okay. pay a membership fee so, to belong so to. So Assured Partners shopped this? Yes. Okay. And across the board, Med Mutual is the lowest of the four companies they surveyed, even on the Cozy MIWA. Well, Med Mutual is the only one that has the Cozy MIWA. Okay. All the other ones were named. All right. There's an Anthem Silver so, Blue. So in answer to Jody and Phil's <laughs> question there, if it's still with Med Mutual, you still have the same in-network positions and so mm -hmm. locations and what have you. Yep. All right. So we're sticking with this proposal would be stick with Medical Mutual for consistency, but we're getting it this different, this different way through the MIWA. And what that translates to are higher premiums, not higher premiums, I'm sorry, lower premiums, lower but premiums. higher deductibles. No. 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 Same higher deductible, but the, the only thing that changes is a copay on the prescription drug cost <coughs> yep. okay. once you reach your deductible. Right. And so then we would end up, we, the township, would end up covering that for our employees. If, if you so choose, yes. To make it. To make it, yeah, to make it, yeah, right, right. And so then we're rolling the dice. Right, and then we just have to figure out the logistics. How much of a credit it ends up being. Well, yeah. well I'd be why, shocked. Why, wait a minute, why wouldn't it be appropriate just to increase the, what do we call it, the refund HRA. that the company gives? The, right now we're doing two out of three. Or four out of six, right? Right. Why? Why wouldn't we increase it to three out of three, or six out of six, and be done with it? Because anything beyond that, even in the MIWA, wouldn't cost us anything. So it'd be like another thousand dollars per per employee, times fifteen. Time, yeah. Well, plus dependents, right whatever. You could do that. Seems like that caps what it is, and it'd be cheaper than going to this. This other plan. I mean, going to Med Mutual's renewal. 
the thing is, you lose a grandmother, but you're going to lose it someday anyway. Right, you're going to lose it eventually. I think what Maybe he was trying to do was step us down, <clears throat> because there's always the fear that, you know, you have this plan, and then, you know, if one of the presidents cuts us off, and then you have to jump off to another plan, then, you know, you have to find another plan that's comparable, which sometimes you can't. Yeah. In it this may, instance, we yeah. were able to find one. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking about what I said, is three out of three and six out of six or whatever, but I'm not sure how this thing changes. Once you're beyond the 3,000 deductible now, then they're going to start charging you copays, and those could be pretty healthy copays if you're in certain if you're in the tier four drug in, in, yes. in certain drug categories. It yep. could be astronomical. Yeah, because I think the one, the tier one, I think was like it's a uh, tier one, which is generic, is zero. So then tier two is $40, or I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Tier one is $15 after the deductible. And then tier two is $45. That's, that's, that's per refill though. Right, per refill. So it could be four times a year. Yeah. 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 Or more. 75, it's a tier three, and then 275, it's the tier four. So if you're on the really expensive one, then that's when we'll probably get, we would get, okay. it would cost us. <clears throat> It'd be hard to figure out. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, we had a list I gave you at the last meeting that was all the different tiers of drugs. <coughs> I have no way of knowing. I know, you people know. would have to right. agree yeah. to a survey as to what drugs were used. Right. Yeah, we're not gonna find well, out. I don't wanna know. So yeah, it, I'm just I, saying I, I don't yeah. have any way of knowing. I agree. So that $54,000 difference just shrank. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have the budgeting. Yep. We, we can't budget for it. Right. Because we don't know. I would hope that it would be less than 54000 You would hope that it Does would Does that make sense? Yeah. I would be amazed if it exceeded that. And that's for one year. Next year don't know what that's going to be. Could be 60, could be 80, could be 90. But then that's when you shop. So we could switch you, yeah. at that mm -hmm. time if it if sure ought to be looking at it long before July. Yeah, What's that? You should be looking at it long before July. Right. That's as my thing. what we can do. I mean, if the grandmothering doesn't make sense, then we, we jump it. I don't have my copy of uh, the resolution in front of me, Kim, but the one that we're talking about right now sounds like we're going to be with Med Mutual regardless. It's just mm -hmm. which plan is included in this, the VWA or the renewal? In this. In the resolution, I just did straight renewal. Okay. So you would have to write another one, or do you have a counter proposal to go with the VWA? I did not have a counter proposal, okay. but. I can change it. I mean, we would have to have a special meeting, though. Okay. Well, why? You want to stay with Med Mutual? Eight, I thought we just we just went through the whole exercise. That the uh, so the two plans are essentially the same. 
if, from if a monetary you, standpoint. Yeah, if you choose to do that, I know I don't have a vote, but I do have a voice, and I would like it on record that I oppose that, if that's what you choose. Why? On record. Why? Because I think you're taking two very comparable plans and choosing to spend $54,000 more than we have to. We just now, went could the co-pays cost us some of that? Yes, but I don't think it'll come anywhere near <coughs> 54 grand. That's my opinion. But I just want it on record that I do not agree with, if that's the way you go, I do not agree with that. Well, we know that 54 is going to be reduced by 45. We just discussed that. Right. 15 employees times $3,000. No. Yes, that's 45,000. If you do that. How many, how many, well, why wouldn't we, we do have, that? That's to how many apples yeah. to we apples coverage. You know what, we 17. have 18 employees, but yeah. you've got to count the dependents, too. I think is where he is. Is he if, if, between, if between all of us and our employees, right. it isn't 18, it's 45, and we're increasing what we kick back to to our employees and ourselves is a thousand dollar increase that's forty five thousand and that's where Phil is I think yes fifty four is that's a starting number but then you have to in inject realist realism into that in order to get an apples to apples benefit to our employees with what they currently are used to and expect. So we then have a $9,000 difference at best that, then gets, well, that then gets reduced by the copay. Right? No, the copay is being reimbursed. That's where the additional spending comes from. Yeah, forty-five cents or whatever. Or instead, you can't, you can't shrink no, it anymore. You're about the prescriptions. It. We just talked about that. But you pay them, and you get you get reimbursed for it. Is what I'm saying. If you increase, right, and so that reimbursement comes out of that nine thousand dollars. No, comes out of the fifty-four. Yes, <coughs> and we've already took forty-five away from the fifty-four. 45 away, you can't count it twice, is what I'm saying. The 45 is to repay the employees for the copays. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the copays are covered. So, Hypothetical. is 45 a real number? No, I don't, I, I, we're, we're estimating. I don't know. We ought to be able to know by the premiums we're paying. It lists everybody. But you're not going to have everybody that's going to use. Everybody doesn't use all their deductibles. Right, right. And, or but you're take covering prescription them for drugs. It. You're covering them for it. It right, could be less I'm, than that. Well, what I'm getting at, too, is later on in the thing, if we switch back to Burnham and Flowers, we also have to switch back to their HRA, which means the HRA is open for everything. So. No. Well, we'll that's, that's, what that. you, that's what you had before, and that's what every, why everyone's so upset. because. No. My the employees right now have already already been educated is that you don't get your deductibles paid back on dental or vision. 
But that's what you, I'm just saying, that's what you had before. That's what, that well, I that's had the way no Burnham and Flowers interpreted it, wasn't our interpretation. I'm just telling you from what I was told, I had no idea that that is what everybody was using their stuff for, but that is what it's being used for. Okay. Or was in the past. So Burnham right. and Flowers needs to be educated like Shard Snyder, that they won't pay. Yeah. Co-pays. Our employees just need to be educated, and they're told not to do that. That's plain Period. And simple. Period. Okay, well, I'm just letting you know. You guys tell me how you want me to set it up. I, I mean, when we know, get there. I say nothing in a staff <laughs> meeting. No, we have to set the plan design when we do the HRA. When we get to um, Resolution 84, we have to make it very clear what those plan design plan designs are. Okay, we can right. do that. And I'm just saying, at a staff meeting, we make clear what is allowed and what's not allowed and everyone can sign off on that okay they'll abide by that yeah i think do i sense all all three of us agree here not to pay co-pays on on dental and vision oh yeah absolutely yeah okay, okay. you hear that kim yep consensus okay so Am I doing roll call? What am I doing? Well, the one that's on the table right now is our, it, our is regular the, one. Is the sixty thousand dollar increase the way it comes written? It. Okay. So are we voting on that? Yep. Well, unless you change it. Okay. You know, I'm still <sighs> struck by Joe's on the record comment. You know, you're you're talking. You're camping on this $54,000, but if we're ending up paying $3,000 per employee more for reimbursables, right? That's speculation. See, that's the problem. It's speculation. We don't know this year because we didn't have the time to research it. And, and so that's why I'm being so cautious because I've lived through this health insurance nightmare and unless I am <coughs> completely convinced that it's a better move I don't want to do it and I am not convinced so I, I nor am I okay so that's the problem I'm not we, convinced of your position well I yeah what, what? <laughs> I'm not good. convinced of your position your position is I'd rather be safe and spend sixty thousand more dollars. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yes, that's my problem. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm trying to be practical, and because Joe, you weren't here the last time that our insurance no, we it had wasn't. to spend twenty five thousand dollars just to buy no, us out because we had terrible insurance. It might have been more than that. Yeah, I think it 40, was. I think it was more like thirty. But, so, I, I'm not comfortable unless I know for sure and I don't know for sure and we didn't have enough time <coughs> it wasn't presented yep, it wasn't presented in a timely manner I didn't I haven't seen anybody from the group I mean there is no education there is no nothing so for me to go through with that it, it's it's very hard because I've lived through it and that's my position and I'm allowed to have my feelings and you can have your feelings and yes, you can I say do. what you want but, but I can say what I want too exactly that's why we're having this discussion right but you know to my way of thinking to play it safe by spending $60,000 um, 
neglects the fact that we can get by spending $6,000 in increased premiums. And then we have 54000 left that in case increased co-pays reach that maximum, then we've lost nothing money-wise. We've lost nothing. Whereas once we spend that 60000 it's gone. There's no chance of saving any of it. So if we spend the six and have 54 left over, if you want to add that to whatever, the HRA, HSA, you know, if the money's not spent out of the HRA or HSA, it stays in there. It doesn't get divvied up. So if you don't spend an increased 54,000 in the HRA, that's money you've saved. Yeah. You know, right. I, don't, I don't think Point it's... Um, Kim? Can Burnham Flower administer this MIWA? I don't know the answer to that because they're not the ones that put together the plan. I understand. So, I mean, the only thing I can do is have you guys table this and I can ask Michelle that, but then we would have to schedule a special meeting before August 1st. Let's do it. Uh, I'm, I'm gone the 23rd to the 30th. I'm gone the 29th on. Two weeks. So I've got two weeks, basically. <coughs> Actually, this week and next week. So we can see if the Burnham and Flower can do it, and, and then if not, we'll just do it all plan and work it out next year. I don't know what to say. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay. Can we table it then? Yeah, I'm, so I guess. So we're tabling 81 through 84? Well, 81. Just 81. 81, 82, 83, 84. No. 83. 81, 82, 84. Okay. Well, why would, okay, what? Right. I thought you wanted to switch to back to Burnham and Flowers. Well, if, if they can't administer a plan that's beneficial, I think we need to talk about it, so why don't we table it until we know? Oh. I mean, okay. I think there's a good chance that's pretty much change. Pretty <laughs> change, for sure. <laughs> okay. So I move to table resolution G2022-81, resolution G2022-82, and G2022-84. I think he just no. wishes you wanted it. You've got to do them one at a time. The other one's haven't been read yet. do them one at a time. <laughs> All right. I move to table resolution G2022-81. Second. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. I move to table resolution G20. You've got, to, you've got to read the title first, so it's on the on the floor for consideration. I move to approve resolution G202282, resolution authorizing the township administrator to change health brokers and sign an agreement with Burnham and Flowers for a medical, dental, life, vision um, benefits for elected officials and township employees. And now you can move to table if that's. Okay. Are we supposed to second first? 
I guess you second. Just yeah. move the table. Then I move the table. Second. Welcome. Mr. Bryan. Oh wait, we, we gotta we gotta we don't go no no we don't say no and then table, do we? Table. We're just moving to table now, right? You, the motion and second okay. is to table. Okay. Yes. I move so the table. To vote on it. Yep. Okay. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. Miss Lease. Aye. Um, let's see. I move approval of resolution G2022-83, resolution approving a pay adjustment for Lou Ann Faulkner. Second. For fiscal year 2022. I'm sorry. Second. Roll call. Mr. Beck. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryan. Aye. I move approval of the resolution G2022-84, <coughs> resolution authorizing the township administrator to change health care reimbursement account provider to sign an agreement with Bernard and Flower for HRA benefits for elected official and employees of Sims Township. I move to table resolution G2022-84. Second. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye. I move approve of resolution G2022 85, resolution authorizing the township administrator to purchase solar power flashing pedestrian signals for crosswalks at various locations in the amount of $20,056.96. Second. Roll call. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. And this covers us. Three of them. Four. So we have Pinto, Misty Morn, Gateway, Union Cemetery. Yep. Gateway includes ADA ramps. Yep. And then we have some spare components. Yep. Okay. Okay. Second or er, aye. Uh, Miss Lease. Aye. What you want, right? And did we? Have, uh, yes. Did you I? Okay. Do we have any uh, <laughs> any info on procurement? You know what? I don't know. Let me see if he's. You can let us know later. Just wondering if there's yeah. a long wait. I mean, oh, Bill did tell me. Um, I want to say it's like twelve weeks. Let me ask Bill. Okay. I move approval of the following expenditures, expenditures authorization for the township administrator to sign any necessary contracts, agreements, or paperwork. A expenditure $5,753.96 for Motorola solution to purchase two new radio, radios. B expenditure $5,269.87 ESO solutions incorporated for annual report software. C expenditures then and now four thousand Environmental Enterprise Incorporated for hazardous household waste collection. D increase the appropriations for line items number two one nine six dash seven six zero seven three zero 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 for forty five thousand to one hundred fifty one thousand dollars. Second. Discussion. Yeah, uh, Kim. What's this line item D? What's that for? That is for the purchase of the um, 
purchase of the property on weekly. Okay, thank you. I already included it in the resolution, but I do both. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Roll call. Uh, Mr. Beck. Aye. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Okay, so there's no executive session, so I move to adjourn. Second. Roll call. Ms. Lease. Aye. Mr. Bryant. Aye. Mr. Beck. Aye.